In our generation, rape has become so normalized we don't second-guess it when it happens before us. While the crime itself is a large issue, the epidemic we have created in our society is just as harmful. Rape culture is defined as a society whose prevailing social attitudes have the effect of normalizing sexual assault or abuse. In our society today, rape is constantly seen as being the woman's fault. Whether it's provocative clothing, flirting, or body language, it is uncommon for a person to assume the male was completely at fault. Examples of rape culture would be blaming the victim, like saying she was asking for it, excusing the true act of sexual assault, like saying boys will be boys, putting pressure on men to have sex in a lot of sexual partners, assuming only provocative women get raped, and teaching women how not to be raped instead of teaching boys not to do it. Gender roles can take part in this in numerous ways. There are many norms in society that encourage behavior in certain boys and girls. In high school, it is typical for boys to be referred to as being gay or lame if they are a virgin or haven't had sex with numerous people. Back in 2016, Jacob Anderson, a former fraternity president at Baylor University, was involved in a rape case. He sexually assaulted a sophomore attending the university and left her face down in her own vomit. After his case was taken to court, the judge granted him no jail time and wasn't forced to register as a sex offender. In lieu of jail time, Anderson was fined $400 and had to attend mandatory counseling. The victim spoke out in court to Anderson and said, It must be horrible to you, to know what you did to me, to know you are a rapist, to know you almost killed me, to know that you ruined my life, stole my virginity, and stole many other things from me. There are many reasons people do not want to come forward and speak up about being sexually assaulted. One of them is because they are afraid others will assume it was their fault, they did something wrong, or they are making false accusations. When in reality, less than 2% of people are falsely accused for rape. An example of this would be from our own president during Brett Kavanaugh's sexual assault accusation. At a rally in Mississippi, Trump made fun of Christine Blasey Ford, who testified at a hearing that Brett Kavanaugh, a nominee to the Supreme Court, sexually assaulted her. Trump said the following. I had one beer. Well, you think it was... Nope, it was one beer. Oh, good. Where is the place? I don't remember. How many years ago was it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What neighborhood was it in? I don't know. Where's the house? I don't know. Upstairs, downstairs, where was it? I don't know. But I had one beer. That's the only thing I remember. And a man's life is in tatters. A man's life is shattered. This is a perfect example of why people choose not to speak up about sexual assault. This woman came forward to tell her story, and in the end, it was about how the man's life was ruined. Victims are faced with public shaming and victim blaming every day. One in six women and one in 33 men in the United States have been victims of attempted or completed rape in their lifetime. This is a very big issue that can't necessarily be stopped, but improvements can be made to reduce the number of people affected. I believe there needs to be harsher sentences for rapists and consistency with punishments. There are some cases where perpetrators are let off because they are amazing athletes, and some people are given lighter sentences if they agree to apologize or behave well, but that's not good enough. A main source of the problem is that the victims are too afraid to come forward and report the incident to the police because they are worried they will be blamed. When an incident of sexual assault comes up, don't question a person's sobriety or the clothes you are wearing, but instead ask why the person thought that behavior was acceptable.